1: you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com.
2: back everyone to another episode of feather and fur your host brad holos and tonight we have the og himself feather
3: feather and fur the fur and feather
2: the feather and fur (laughs) it's like the ohio state
3: what's happening man
2: not much not much you know we're living this weather roller coaster other than
3: that yeah yeah uh yesterday i was i fished lake michigan in the morning and all i had on was a hoodie because the water temps were 47 48 degrees and the wind was out of the southeast so it was a little cool but then i came home jumped in the kayak uh fished in a t-shirt and i don't know like kayak pants outdoor active gear pants you know um and was super warm and then this morning I was sitting here working on the laptop, and uh, you know, cotton ball, uh, you know, size snowflakes were coming down. I'm like, what the heck? You know,
2: yeah, yeah. That's kind of. I woke up this morning. Go take the boat. Getting the, getting some things ch- changed on the boat, so I'm taking it to a buddy, his to a buddy who's a welder. So I'm gonna get some things modified on the new on the new ride and or newer new ride as of last year. And I'm like, I wonder how many people have sunburn in the snow right now because last day i was out on the kayak i was fishing for a few hours had had a really good day on the water like the tops of my feet got burned between my sandals and right legs right because of course i didn't remember sunscreen and i didn't have any in the kayak yet for that tiny little four inch section so the tops of my feet are sunburned and it's snowing outside i'm like this is ridiculous this just doesn't make sense
3: yeah yeah, it's, uh, well, we all knew it was coming, right? And it was just like, just give me a break, man. Like, we finally got a week of, like, decent weather in the 70s. And, you know, I was like, finally, you know, it's it's fishing season. And unfortunately, that uh, mother nature likes to play dirty tricks on all of us. So what what are we going to do, right?
2: <laughs> I feel like we got a real early taste. Just as like a tease, like after this long winter, I feel like the winter just kind of dragged on. Like we kept getting late snowstorm after late snowstorm. So why wouldn't there be a week of? It was in the 80s here, and then oh look, three to six inches of snow tonight. Really? Like, yeah, was like, right. Possible.
3: Yeah. Yeah, well, I know you had posted in the group chat like Green Bay was supposed to get four to eight. And I, uh, a friend of mine was up there fishing all week and they were catching 50 to 80 walleyes in a day. And now it's going to get a foot of snow. It's just like, what, what is wrong with the Midwest right now? You know, it's just crazy.
2: It was ridiculous. Last night we we're looking because I'm trying to figure out when to take that boat to the welder and I'm like, one and I'm reading different weather reports, and they're like, Oh, it could be three inches. It's and they're like, This model shows three inches, this model shows 13 inches. And like, how can they be that far off? Like, it's the middle, like in the middle of winter, it's not even that bad. Like, how can it be that far? Like, three to 13 inches. That's your prediction? Like, that's what we're looking at here. Come on, can we get it with the window down? <laughs>
3: Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, like I always say, you know, I wish I got paid 100 grand a year to be wrong on a daily basis, you know. Right. Uh, good old weather man, you know. Can't trust him any farther than
2: you can throw him. Absolutely crazy. Well, yeah. man, it's good to have you back on the show. I don't think you've been on for like a year.
3: Yeah, I don't I I can't remember. I don't know. They all run together.
2: <laughs> yeah, you're on a few you're on a few yeah. your yeah. familiar voice well especially listeners.
3: especially lately like um when this releases it's day one of the paddle and fin kayak fishing tournament down on Dale Hollow Lake so you know i've been doing geez it seems like two or three of these things a week for the past month plus you know some of my new canoe podcasts and uh re- not podcasts but recordings and stuff I've been doing for them and all that kind of good jazz. So yeah, you gotta love it. Gotta love staying
2: staying busy in the audio community.
3: Yeah, right, right. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's one of those things, man. Just just grinding it out, keeping it going.
2: It's what you gotta do sometimes. I I feel that right there. I mean yes, sir. I never realized until I got a show just how much work it really can be. Right. Like it's so much more than just talking to someone for an hour.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Kind of it, right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It's a grind, man. It's a grind and uh yeah, it's something I've been doing for a few years. So it's just like second nature now, you know, but um, yeah. What are you going to do?
2: <laughs> a few years. This is season six.
3: Yeah, but there was something goofy in there where like season one ended, season two was only like six months, and then got it because like we ended season one after like the first official year, and then season two only went like uh, six or seven months, and then we started the new season after the first of the year rather than the anniversary just just to make it more copaesthetic. Sure, numbers wise, you know, so sometimes um, you got to
2: re sometimes you got to change that fiscal year around, man. Yeah, right, 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 right.
3: Yeah, so yeah, it's what 2018 is when we started, it's 2023. So, yeah, five years. Five years
2: that's a heck of a run, man.
3: Actually, yeah, it'll be five years in June, June 26th, I think, was the first airing of Paddle and Finn so but yeah yeah it's been a long run for sure
2: it's awesome though i mean like there aren't many there aren't many out there that's got seven day a week programming like this one and the variety of shows
3: yeah no and i i've i've mentioned this on other podcasts i've done there's some kind of there's a statistic out there and i think i heard it on joe rogan's podcast actually um Out of the millions of podcasts that are out there, only, I think it's only like 70 or 80% of them made it past episode 12. And most people start podcasts and, you know, they think, you know, I'm going to gain this huge following and, you know, this and that. And, you know, it's going to become this huge thing when in reality it's a small or a slow growing process unless your name's joe rogan or you know whoever but um you know unless you're already famous you know if you're starting a podcast on your own like it's a grind and it's going to take some time and you know in order to build up a following uh, you know whatever and you know obviously you know when we started the podcast we didn't think anybody was going to listen i remember we used to get excited about you know the first ep- one of the first episodes getting like 50 listens and we were like giggling like schoolgirls, girls, <laughs> you sure, know, sure. and now, now it's like thousand thousands, you know, stuff like that. So, you know, it's one of those things, but I don't know. Numbers don't phase me. I've learned to not pay attention to numbers over the years, you know, it just, it'll eat you up and, you know, make you go bonkers, you know? A lot of guys get focused on that and it's like the way I look at it is who cares at the end of the day, you know, you're doing what you love and hopefully you're making an impact somewhere along the line of, you know, either getting somebody to pick up a fishing pole or a, a, a compound bow or a rifle or a shotgun or, you know, whatever, you know we're in the outdoor space so that's why i'm using those references but you know that's that's the big thing as long as you're offering some kind of educational value i think uh you're going to have listeners regardless um but you know that's you know like i said when we started it was more of a way to document what we were doing and helping others learn from our mistakes which I think we've been pretty good at because we make a lot of mistakes. And by we, I mean me. Well, um, was,
2: when you were saying, like, I hope, like, as long as your show provides, like, educational value, and I'm like, yeah, my show tells you exactly what not to do.
3: Yeah, well, right. <laughs> and, and like, that's the biggest thing, right? Like, that's how we all learn lessons since day one when we were crawling, you know? Oh, don't, you know, do this. Otherwise, you're going to fall on your face, right? right yeah, that's a big thing right like life is just a big freaking lesson and you know the more of those uh mistakes you can learn from and then help others by learning from your mistakes you know the better off you're gonna be man
2: ain't that the truth ain't yeah, that the truth for sure well let's You've got some newer news I mean I'm sure I mean I know you've talked about this in other episodes other other hosts and whatnot like on the dubro side, but it's, it's fun to talk to you about like your new position with Pine Ridge Archery.
3: Yeah, yeah I got uh, I got super fortunate uh, got hired on with them so you know Pine Ridge Archery is owned uh, under one umbrella. They have three companies. It originally started back in the 50s um, Dubro um Dubro products um they make uh like a lot of RC airplane and helicopter parts, RC cars, things like that and uh as the company grew and progressed back in the 80s um they started Dubro fishing. Uh one of the owners hobbies was was fishing and you know with us being in northern Illinois, Lake Michigan's uh right there and you know, they were big into uh, salmon and walleye fishing out on Lake Michigan, Green Bay, things like that. And they had some ideas for some products. So they, you know, launched Dubro Fishing and then Pine Ridge Archery was born in 1996, 96 or 97. 97. See, it says it right there on the banner <laughs> since 97. I knew that. Um, so I was close. Um you know, Pine Ridge Archery started in 97, you know, the, the company itself, uh, they do a lot of, um, injection molding and, uh, machine type parts that are made in house. Um, and a lot of our capabilities from the the hobby world played a role in the fishing and the archery world, you know? So, um, it was it was kind of a no brainer, so to speak for them. Uh, when they added the, the archery lineup, because a lot of the parts we make, um, you know, a lot of them are injection molded. Um, some are machined like our aluminum peep sites, uh, are, you know, our, uh, stabilizers have some metal parts in there. So those are machined, but the actual vibration part is a molded part. Um, you know, kisser buttons, uh, we do do the plastic peeps as well you know, nitro buttons, speed, speed bombs, you know, all that good stuff. So, I mean, we've, we've had, uh, quite a few great, you know, I, I like to refer to Pine Ridge as like the terminal tackle company of archery, right? Like that's, that's right. what we do. We make a lot so- of terminal tackle type parts, you know? So, uh, my boss probably wouldn't like that term, but I don't think you would disagree either. Right? Like, you know, it's not that it's terminal to where, like, it wears out and then you got to, you know, replace it. But it's those smaller little individual items that you use to get your overall bait, right? Or, right, you know, right. I'm from the fishing world, right? I right. Don't get me wrong. I'm a bow hunter. But, you know, it's, um, you know, and, and we got some cool hunting hunting gear stuff, too, and, and uh, you know, uh, stuff that plays a role in the traditional archery realm. 3d target shooting is a big thing so we got some things in that realm as well as uh you know just normal target shooting and stuff like that so um but i mean you go to an archery shop more than likely they got some pine ridge archery stuff more than likely the peep sight on your bow the kisser button on your bow uh some of the vibration stuff on your bow is all from pine ridge archery and I mean, we do make, uh, some stuff that's OEM for, for a couple of bow manufacturers. So, you sure. know, you may not know it's Pine Ridge archery, but it comes from our facility.
2: <laughs> right. And I mean, if you're going to your local bow shop and you're getting your things set up and they're like, all right, you want to get a peep and you want to do some of this other stuff. A lot of people, I, I know when I got my first show, by for picked out my first bow, I didn't even like, I just told them what I wanted. They got it there and then we tied everything in, but I have no idea who manufactured what they put on my bow. Like, like set, uh, yeah. it, up with, set it up with good stuff.
3: Well, so and, probably
2: uh, was Pine Ridge.
3: Yeah. Right. And, and that's, that's one thing we've talked about too. Like, so Pine Ridge got really big um, with colors, right? Before back in the day, you could only get uh, what was it? Black. The
1: 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history.
3: It was basically black or uh, tan, I think, uh, peep sights. And, um, you know, back then they used to have the the silicone tubing going mm-hmm. back to your peep. You know, you would get black or tan or something like that. Um, but Pine Ridge really blew up when they came out with all the different color options. So now you could accessorize your bow to fit, you know, whatever color scheme you wanted to go with you know sure. and part of that was back when uh i believe it was matthews um it was matthews or another bowstring company um came out with the colors in the bowstrings, strings you know because back in the day bowstrings were just black right you know and then somebody was like hey we could incorporate orange into your bowstring or we can incorporate gray or tan or you know whatever color you want so you know, Pine Ridge, uh, started those options with the different colored peep sites and kisser buttons and, and stuff like that. And, uh, that really drew a lot of attention to them and, uh, really exploded the archery business for them because they had those capabilities to do that. You know, it's, it was just all a matter of putting a different color plastic in the mold at the end of the day. So, um, that's, that's, Pine Ridge archery, how they kind of blew up and, you know, all that good stuff, a little history lesson there. It's, it actually all stemmed off the remote control airplane world, which is kind of crazy. Wild. That
2: yeah. is wild. I mean, you don't see much of a correlation there, right?
3: No, 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 no. <laughs> well, I mean you do, right. It's, it's hobby, right. Uh, you know, hunting is a hobby for, for most, I mean, a few are fortunate enough where it's their job, but, Um, you know, it, it, it's that whole hobby thing, right. Fishing, hunting, uh, the remote control stuff. It's, it's all hobbies to most. And, uh, you know, so, I mean, that's probably the common denominator there, but, you know, it was, uh, you know, the guy that started it, Dewey Broberg, um, you know, he saw an opportunity to make a part for, uh, uh, his remote control airplane he thought he could do something a little different a little better and started selling it and you know it took off and it grew into you know uh a huge manufacturing company that you know is uh family owned obviously his family doesn't own it anymore uh his sons and daughters ran it for a while and my boss now currently um, had purchased the company back in 2000, or 2020 after he had worked there for 20 years or 19. Um, so, you know, it's it's always been a family-run business. Made in America is one of the biggest prides in the company is, you know, all our stuff is made right there in-house. Um, so, um, you know, that's important to a lot of folks and, and especially us, you know, on the manufacturing thing. You know, we're providing jobs for, you know, everyday Americans. And, you know, that's a, that's a huge thing nowadays in the manufacturing world.
2: Absolutely. I mean, that goes a long way. I mean, there's, there's a lot to be said when something's made in America. I mean, it's, yeah, not, it's not easy to do it either. There's no. more regulations. There's more restrictions. There's a lot more that goes to keeping industry and business here
3: yeah no 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 for sure and and that's the thing right like we've talked about you know uh, a couple of items we could make uh in all three companies right but you know epa regulations and stuff like that kind of hold us back on on those things um so we kind of just let those be but um yeah i mean 99.9 percent of everything that comes out of our building is made right here in the states so
2: that's awesome. Yeah.
3: Yeah. 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 That point oh one percent is the stuff that, you know, is EPA regulated. <laughs> sure. Know? Right. So um, it's, it's one of those things, but um, yeah. And, and that's, that's huge, man. And that was the thing too, is when, uh, you know, the whole job opportunity came up, that was one of the biggest draws for me was, you know, a, obviously it was working in the outdoors industry, but B, um, the made in America thing was huge. You know, um, we're not making just a bunch of, you know, or importing a bunch of Chinese garbage and slapping a sticker on it and saying, Oh, this is Pine Ridge archery or this is right. row fishing, you know? Right. <laughs> so that was a huge thing, huge thing for me, man. Cause I've always worked for family businesses um i tried the corporate gig once and i was like yep no thanks i'm out and uh you know um it's it's just different you know what i mean um everybody in the facility is uh you know it's like family you know walk around say hello ask how your day is going things like that corporate world you don't necessarily get that you know it's where's my tps reports We're going to need you to come in on Sunday, <laughs> but it
2: can be that way, but it can also be that way in small business too, though. I mean, you sure. got to find, you have to find the right fit in the right environment.
3: Oh, I agree. I agree. I agree. And and that's it, right? Like, in, And that's something I'll say too, like just talking about the company as a whole, like uh, I would say half, if not more. Uh, of the people that work there, uh, either hunt fish or, you know, fly remote control airplanes, you know, sure. so it, it's their hobby too. So they're passionate about it. You know, granted the, uh, you know, some of the employees, they, ha- they don't care, you know, that's not, not their stick, but they're passionate about what they do and they love their job. They love the company and, and they enjoy, you know, rolling out of bed and more and getting there and, and, and doing what they do, you know?
2: I mean that that's a huge thing. So I mean, when you work for a company that like that values its employees, yeah, and the employees yeah. want to be there, I truly believe you get a better product at the end of the day because they care more.
3: One hundred percent, and that's one thing I will say is that uh, you know uh, the boss man and his wife they they obviously run the company and uh, they care about everybody. They care about uh, you know everybody's opinions. Um, you know, they don't just, you know, jump to conclusions or not listen or things like that. So that's huge. And, and that's why these three companies have been so successful over the years. Right. Right. You know, having that open ear and open mind and, um, always looking to progress and move forward and make new products and be more efficient and, and things like that, you know?
2: That's awesome. And it also helps like, like with the innovation side, like what you said, bring new products. I mean, innovation's huge. So when you have employees that are active in the outdoor industry and they know how things are made and they can see what needs are out there, it can drive innovation to create new products. And that can come from in-house then.
3: Yeah. 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 Well, and that's, that's for certain, right? Like I've seen and dealt with that firsthand, right? Like I'm heavy in the fishing industry and I'm like, why aren't we doing this or why do we do this or things like that? And, you know, it sparked some conversations and, and things like that. And, um, you know, we got some, some new products in the works for sure. Uh, can't give any exclusives, but, uh, no, no. yeah, it, it's, uh, you know, but, and that's the thing, right? So, um, our, our, one of our newest products that we dropped at, uh, ATA this year, Um, was the rail mount quick stand. Um, You know, we came out with the quick stand bow stand a a few years back, and we offer it in a bunch of different color combinations because that's our thing. Um, But it keeps your bow upright, and a lot of tournament shooters like it, um, and a lot of ground blind hunters like it too because you could have your bow sitting upright at the ready rather than laying down in the grass, whatever. Um, And same thing with target shooters. Now you're not having a in and archery shops and shooting areas love it too because now they don't have to have a bunch of these bow hangers everybody's walking around with these bow stands so we incorporated that into a crossbow and we came up with the rail mount quick stand um so it's basically a molded piece that mounts on your picatinny rail and uh, and now you can use our existing bow stand with it and that was developed partly because the owner's son hunts with a crossbow.
2: Sure. <laughs> so,
3: I mean, that's, that's innovation from within. Right. And, um, you know, as crossbow hunting has become so popular, you know, cause a lot of States back in the days, the only way you could hunt with a crossbow was if you were over a certain age or had some kind of physical, um, condition where you couldn't draw back on a normal traditional or compound bow. Um, so with the, the uprise, so to speak of crossbows, I mean, it only made sense. Like what, what stuff do we make? Can we incorporate into that crossbow? And there's a lot of, a lot of stuff that we do make that doesn't get incorporated in some crossbows. Like if you got a split limb crossbow, you could use our split limb dampeners, Um, Some guys have used like our speed buttons and and things like that on their strings. Um, Now the rail mount quick stand, which um, we released it. It's not for sale yet, but should be available end of May, beginning of June. So just getting that fine dialed in and it'll be available for purchase.
2: That's awesome. I see they're already on the website for those that want to go check it out.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we we put it on the website. It's it's marked sold out right now. That's just cuz we haven't uh we haven't put that out to the general public. It'll be um you could buy the the actual rail piece itself for 10 bucks if you got an existing bow stand and then I think the combo is 35 bucks. So you get the quick stand and the rail mount. But the best part is and this is what I'm excited about because I hunt with an AR 450 bushmasters it'll work (laughs) on anything with a picatinny rail so i can use it on my ar during rifle season um you know i can rest that on a branch you you basically have a lightweight bipod at that point you know what i mean so and i know i kind of told you about it after we released it and uh i'm i'm just jonesing to uh to get it in the field and and not only that but like uh going to the range right and dialing in like you can sure. basically bring that instead of a, a bag and I mean granite bags might be a little more efficient but um you know when you're talking deer hunting as long as you're in that you know three inch circle you're good but um you know super cool innovative stuff that you know also carries into other realms of hunting you know
2: right I mean anything with a rail on that anything with a rail
3: yeah. Yeah. It's anything with a Picatinny rail, all Picatinny rails are basically made the same size. So, um, yeah, anything with a Picatinny rail and, you know, you can add a small piece of Picatinny rail to any rifle you right. want, um, for 10 bucks, if that, you know, um, I think Magpul makes one for like eight ninety five 95 or something. Um, but, uh, cause I think that's the one I got from my AR. On, sure. on the bottom sounds and, right you know and uh but i mean there there's so many rifles out there that have them on there already i mean it's not just for mountain scopes on right and uh so that that's a huge thing um you know being able to open up the realm to not only archery but other forms of of hunting is was a cool door opener for us
2: That's cool. But then I know you're like in other areas that people might not know as well. Like I'm on the website poking around and I have before, but like you make some different like trail camera supports and things like that also.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Yeah, the trail camera supports, that's something that was released a while back. I remember it was released back when I got into hunting or bow hunting back in, geez, like 2009, 2010, something like that. Um, but it was for areas where you necessarily didn't have a tree, right? And right. you could put this mount on a fence post, a, uh, one of those stake posts, things like that, um, you know, something super cool, simple. The hunting gear equipment hanger that we make is, is a huge thing, especially for public land hunters and now saddle hunters um, because – you're hunting public land. You can't, you're not supposed to screw into a tree. Um, so that was a a cool, efficient way to do that is, is it's a strap with three molded hooks and you can actually add more hooks to that. We sell the hooks separately. Um, but you can hang a shotgun on there, your bow, your backpack, things like that. Like me, I'm always hanging my backpack and hanging my bow and tell I see a deer and usually my quiver, right? Right. So it was a cool, cheap, efficient way to solve that problem, so to speak. And that's that's where a lot of of our products come from is just solving problems or issues that, you know, we see in the field and um, in the field or at the range. Right. So, you know, that's another huge thing. And then the, the branch hangers or branch holders too, like those are super unique and they haven't really like blasted that out to the world but if you want to conceal your tree stand like it's super cool like we mold these little holders and you could either mount it to your stand or mount it to the tree with the strap and you just cut off a few branches and stuff them in there now you're like totally concealed into your little stand area and you're told i sound like a total noob hunter when i say that (laughs) but it, it conceals your it 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 kind of conceals your hide, right? Like in duck hunting, right? Like your hide is everything. It's kind of similar in, in archery hunting or, you know, any kind of hunting, right? Like you're always trying to hide from the animal. So they don't know you're there. So you can get a nice clean shot. And, um, so those branch holders are something that, uh, we sell a bunch of throughout the hunting seasons, um, which is super, super cool too. And it, I mean, it's, so simple and stupid yet effective right like
2: right
3: right. it's not the fact that it's stupid it's just like holy crap how come nobody thought of this way before right like when you want to conceal your hide but um
2: yeah, yeah, you don't have to have like you don't have to put a big blind up around you or anything like that. No, right. You got right. that little tube that comes. It's basically like shoving a rod in a rod holder for all the guys, like for the ones right. out there for fishing. But you just cut right. a chunk of a pine branch. Yeah, and you shove some pine in front of you, let it fan out, and then you got this big you got this big area of concealment now.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's super cool, man. And and we saw it in a couple different ways between like the the mounts for the tree stand you can get individually or you can get the strap kit or you can get a two strap kit plus the tree stand ones and vice versa we got a a few different options on those um in ways of purchasing them but yeah super cool yet efficient um i may be uh dragging a few tree branches with me into the woods this year just to uh you know, conceal myself a little bit, but <laughs> yeah, man, I mean, it's, it's something cool, unique, different, right. You know, it's right. uh, um, something that you wouldn't think of until, you know, cause we've all had that tree where you're like, this is the perfect tree to be in the deer moving through here or whatever animals you're chasing. And then you're like, but I got no hide. I'm kind of right. like out here in the open. Well now you can change that pretty dang efficiently, you know?
2: Yeah, those are cool. I'm, I'm assuming like the rest of the stuff, it's pretty lightweight.
3: Oh yeah. 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 yeah those, uh, little plastic pieces uh, weigh ounces plus the strap. I mean, you know, it's, it's like a typical cam strap basically. Sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, super lightweight. Um, but the plastic is, you know, there's different forms of plastic, right. And different forms of hardness and brittleness and things like that. So, those I believe are made with a, a type of plastic that's called super tough. Um, so it's super stiff. It's not going to flex on you. Um, it's, it's almost, it's funny, like, cause we've had this conversation at the, the office before, uh, in relation to some other products, but you can virtually make plastic as hard and as strong as steel, but people can't get past the fact that plastic is plastic and they think it's just cheap and brittle like there are some ways um to get plastic super durable like i guess there was a a tree stand company for a little bit they were making their platforms out of plastic and super strong durable plastic that was as strong as you know any aluminum or steel out there but they fell flat on their face because you know everybody was like i'm not gonna trust that it's plastic you know but uh, that's a problem right is the the average consumer doesn't understand the capabilities of certain types of plastics
2: so, sure yeah no that makes. i mean that makes sense i mean everybody's had a bad experience with plastic who hasn't kicked a 5 gallon bucket and it's cracked yeah
3: right 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 I mean, and that's some cheap plastic right there
2: but that's plastic, plastic. like you kick a piece of steel right like I get where the mentality comes from. I get where it comes from.
3: Well, and that's the thing too, right? Like that super strong durable plastic is a fraction of the weight of steel, you know, or aluminum. Um, but it's just as strong and, uh, people just can't get past that fact. And I, and I get it right. Like you're basically putting your life in the hands of a plastic platform, so to speak. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, you'd be totally fine. But, you know, at the end of the day, you're standing on a piece of plastic, right? But right. when you look at like certain things like starboard and things like that, like look at how durable that is and how much that's used in everyday stuff now. Um, you know, it's, it's okay. Well, maybe I could, you know, but, right, right. We, we can get on that down a whole rabbit hole with that you know but yeah it's 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 one of those things but yeah um as far as the branch holders go and the the tree uh the the equipment hanger too it's it's the same stuff it's super strong plastic you know so when you're hanging your you know thousand to two three thousand dollar bow off of it you you're gonna have zero worries you know right i mean that that plastic that's used is super super strong
2: not sure if you can hear that craziness going on above me or not
3: is that the dog
2: oh yeah yeah she got a bath so she's got the zoomies right now i already know exactly (laughs) what's going on up there i can tell (laughs) Uh, old pippa Oh yeah, she's flying around for sure. Love but like you like you make fingers like for the bow fishermen out there, I know you make finger savers.
3: Yeah, yeah. Finger savers are huge. Like, um, you know, obviously I think we offer those in 10, 10 or twelve different colors. Um, but uh yeah, I mean we have the normal size version in the XLs, so you know that's super huge for you know, all the Genesis bow users, which are, you know, youth target bows. Um, that's a huge thing. And, uh, but also, you know, the bow fishing guys, things like that. Um, yeah, it's, it's basically a, a, a nylon soft plastic, same, same kind of plastic that's used in our kisser buttons and stuff like that. That's super soft. Um, so it gives you a nice little cushion, uh, when you're pulling back and you got all that pressure on your fingers of your bowstring. So, um, yeah, finger savers, uh, definitely have those. Um, we also have, uh, you know, in the same realm, uh, you know, we're one of the biggest providers for, uh, D loop or string loop, you know, for your, your release to clip onto as well. And we offer that in all different colors, but yeah, the uh, the finger savers, obviously, you know, traditional archers, things like that. They're huge on those nowadays, um, and have been for a while. So that that's been a product that we've had that's been around for a long, long time. But yeah, if you're a bow fisherman, um, yeah, at the end of the day, instead of your the creases in your fingers being bleed <laughs> bloody, you know, from drawing back on a on a string. I would highly recommend getting our finger savers because they will save your fingers, just like the name says.
2: So, guy but. I know from like mud boats up here and all that big bow fisherman. He went down, he headed south, and why did he have a 682 fish day yesterday?
3: Oh, wow! Wow, like,
2: ridiculous, just ridiculous. That's crazy, like, man. Like that's a lot of shooting, and I don't know how many guys were on his boat. If I had to guess, probably four or five. But still, Gosh. even if there were six guys on there, that's over hundred fish a guy.
3: I mean, what do you do with that? Do you just have like fifty-five gallon garbage cans? Yep. Like
2: fifty-five gallon the- garbage cans is, and he's got a big boat. He's I don't know if it's a twenty-two or or twenty-four seventy-two dual dual outboard, like not outboards, but dual mud motors. Like it's a big boat. Jeez. and like the entire deck was filled with 55 gallon like like contractor grade garbage cans every single one of them full of fish and he's joking he's like haven't sunk the boat yet but it was only a couple inches above the water line.
3: I bet dude that's that's <laughs> a lot of fish a lot of fish and I'm sure it was all carp right
2: For the most part yeah Jeez. with threats to our nation waiting around every corner adaptability is more important than ever. but yeah i'm excited to get out i'm trying that's one thing i'm going to do this year i'm going to throw some lights on the old on the new canoe unlimited and i'm going to get out and plan to shoot some fish out of that thing this year i think that'll That'll be a fun time
3: heck yeah man that'll be fun for sure for sure yeah i've had i've never bow fished but i've heard many many good things about it and uh Yeah. I would have to say like, out of all the stuff we offer, that's probably the biggest thing is the finger savers that we offer that, that the bow fishermen just go nuts over just because, like I said, (laughs) it's, it's in the name. It saves your fingers, you know, especially if you're having that many fish shot in a day. I mean, just think about how many times you're drawing back, you
2: know, but
3: that's crazy. That's,
2: That's crazy. That's a crazy day. Like i I that that can't be like, the, he's down in some really good waters. I know that it's like going to it's like going to a trophy bass, like right and hammer sure. a bunch of bass. I get it where he's at, but he had a couple of days that were just outstanding like that. And I'm like, man, if you're into bow fishing, like I don't know where he is, but like that's where like that's got to be bucket list for people.
3: That's where the term shooting it's like shooting fish in a yeah. barrel comes right? from.
2: <laughs> right, I love it,
3: love it, love it, man, love it. Yeah, no the the other huge thing that uh, we make as well that's uh, become more and more popular, and as as people are getting uh, educated about it, is our veins for our arrows. And uh, we we came up with our arrows, which are actually injected molded, whereas uh, pretty much every other arrow vein on the market is punched out of a sheet of plastic. Um, so our, uh, our arrow veins, the fact that they're molded, you're getting the same weight and size and less tears and things like that. Um, you know, all those factors are taken out of, um, of that concept when it's actually molded. And also on the bottom of our veins, we have these glue pockets. So it gives you more adhesion to the arrow. So they're going to stick better. Um, but we actually, uh, they when they came out with the veins, they actually sent them out. And I forget who it was. I want to say it was a college or a university or something like that. It could have been some other scientific place. Don't know exactly. But they drew up this huge long report on our veins and compared them to other veins on the market. And um, out of the bow, we were a little bit slower, but we shot straighter. Our groupings were more efficient and we hit the target first. So it was was slower out of the bow, but it hit the target first and harder with our veins, um, compared to the rest and the groupings on them are stupid, crazy, you know, and, and, and part of that too, right? Like they, they, when they did it, um, obviously they used all the different veins on the same arrow type and things like that, you know, so, um, You know, it wasn't like, oh, they shot these on, you know, Easton arrows and they shot these on Carbon Express and then they shot these on, you know, whatever. Um, They were all shot off the same arrow shafts out of the same bow, all that stuff. But, yeah, they have this huge report and that report is actually on our website on the homepage. If you scroll all the way to the bottom Um, it says why nitro veins are better and you click on that, read more. And basically that's like a summarized version of it. But that report, I actually have it on my desk and it's like legit, like 10 pages long. And it's, it's crazy, crazy. Yeah. And we have, um, the, that's what it is. We have the most retained energy um, you know, getting to the target. So, um, sure. verified by ballistic systems. So that's who did the test. So, um, but yeah, it's, uh, super crazy, man, that, uh, you know, molding a vein versus like punching it. Cause I forget who was, I think it was blazer veins or somebody like that showed a video on like how their veins are made. And it's basically, they just run them through a a press and it just punches them out um so a little bit quicker making those but um you know our veins um you know you're getting the the same weight and efficiency out of them time after time and it's got the rounded uh fronts and backs so when you go through a target with a flat edge right you know when a if you look at an aero vein where it comes up off the arrow shaft usually it's a flat squared off piece in the front sure. because ours are molded we can round that so it penetrates through a target better so it's not ripping your vein off because it's not catching that flat edge which is another like cool thing that uh many people don't realize but and you know we mold them in all the different colors like we do everything else you know Sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, something, something super cool that we make that a lot of people won't think about. Um, but, uh, we're gonna We got more and more shops carrying them now. And, uh, you know, part of that is too, is we make fletching glues, insert glues, things like that. A lot of times, like if your shop's making up those things for you, they're using our stuff. So, uh, which is super cool. So, I mean, you know, I
2: mean it looks like it's more than just parts too. Cause like what you said, there's glue and it looks like there's tools and accessories. So it not only it gives you everything you need to like, like you offer everything an archer would need to like, want to start to build their own stuff to a degree.
3: Yeah. 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 And, and that's just it too. Right. Like if, if you're a guy that likes to build your own arrows, especially like a lot of target and 3d shooters and stuff, they build their own arrows. So like we have all that stuff to build your arrows. Um, you know, obviously your arrow shafts are going to come with your inserts and knocks and stuff, but um, yeah, glues, uh, veins, all that good stuff. Um, and that's the thing too, right? Like just because a lot of our stuff is carried in archery shops, we do have quite a few products that you can put on your bow yourself without a bow press. Cause a lot of, a lot of times, Um, I think people think that, you know, they got to take their bow to the bow shop to put some of our products on, which isn't the case. Like we offer our kisser buttons in two options, a slide on, which slides onto the string or a slotted, which just slides over the string. And then you crimp the, uh, it comes with crimps and you crimp it onto your string. You don't need a bow press for that. Um, we got, uh, the wishbone, uh, string dampeners, you know, those you just, um, it, it's kind of hard. What does that look like? It's like a, a circle with like two little tails coming off of it, right? And you slide those two tails through the, the circle and you pull it tight. And now you got a string dampener on there without putting sure. it in a bow press. Um, and that was part of the reason we came up with that. Same thing like if you shoot a split limb bow, um, those split limb dampeners, all you do is slide, wedge it in between your limbs. And boom there you go and those work on crossbows too that have split limbs because a lot of crossbows are doing split limbs now um so that's the thing you know and and you know speaking of um target shooters and stuff like that and and even if you're shooting in your backyard at a target what is the biggest struggle everybody has pulling oh, the arrow out of oh, the target always, always. so so That same nylon material we use in our kisser buttons and stuff, which is super tacky, um, I shouldn't say that. It is slightly different than our kisser buttons and stuff because the kisser buttons aren't tacky, so to speak. But this material that we uh, mold our arrow pullers out of, it's that same softer uh, nylon material, but it's got a little more tack to it. So you could literally slide this over your arrow shaft and pull it right out of a foam target, which everybody struggles with. And it's like uh, 98% easier to get that arrow out instead of like nice. sweaty hands, like pulling on the arrow shaft, thinking you're going to break your shaft or throw it out of whack or whatever. Um, those arrow pullers are badass. And uh, they we molded in a little hoop at the top and we send it with a carabiner so you can hook it on your belt loop. You can hook it on a backpack, things like that when you're going around, um, you know, shooting or whatever. So that way you're not losing it. And this year, we only offered it in black uh, for a couple of years. And this year, we launched it with some color options. We molded it in uh, lime green, orange, and red. Um, And basically, it was those three colors just because they're brighter. So if you drop it in the woods, it's going to stick out. A lot of 3D archery shoots are in the woods. Sure. So a lot of guys were dropping the black ones and couldn't find them. So we're like, hey, we can mold these in a brighter color, you know. So um, and that's typical Pine Ridge fashion, right? So um those arrow pullers are badass. And not only that, in the back of them, you'll see when you guys check them out, is there's three holes, and for those three holes have two purposes. Um, one is to tighten field tips so you could slide your field tip on there and tight like squeeze down on the arrow puller like you would pulling an arrow out and you can tighten that up and then the second one is some lighted it knocks it'll actually extinguish the knock if you put it in that so a lot of hunters will keep their um they'll keep their arrow pullers on or in their backpack in the field because if they shoot an arrow now they can put their knock out with that uh, sure that arrow puller which it only works with certain brand, uh, lighted knocks. Um, I should know which ones it is. And I don't remember what it is offhand, but, um, a lot of them will have that internal thing where, you know, you squeeze it and it, uh, extinguishes it. The ones where you got to go in through the end and poke a little, like almost like paperclip size post into it, those, it will not extinguish, but yeah.
2: it's a little it's a sweet little arrow puller that's for sure like looking at it quick on the on the old interwebs that's definitely one like if you're a target shooter that's one to go check out
3: yeah the tubular one you're looking at yep. right because we do yeah. have the big pad looking one which is a little different um but the tube one you know it's right we have a banner um right on the front tab yeah i know the guy that made that banner it was okay um but uh <laughs> it's uh Yeah. It's pretty efficient, pretty efficient. And then, you know, like, you know, we were talking about like, you know, uh, guys that want to build their own stuff. Like we're known for the Allen wrench sets. Everybody knows about the yellow Allen wrench archery Allen wrench sets. Those are ours. You know, we've had them for many, many years and it basically fits every hex pattern on your bow um, we also have the star drive ones for, I think it was Matthews or somebody had star drives for a bit, um, but then they went back to hex. So, you know, the, the yellow uh, Allen wrench is funny when we were at ETA, we always bring a few extras that aren't packaged up and they're just loose to hand out to, you know, dealers or sure. whoever, you know, and, uh, so many people were putting their booths together and they'd come over and they'd be like, Hey, do you got to loose one of those Allen wrenches? I could use, I got to put my booth together, <laughs> but everybody knows that Pine Ridge archery has got that yellow Allen wrench set. So let's go find Pine Ridge's booth. You know, and that was my first time at ATA. And my boss is like, Hey, just so you know, a bunch of people are going to come over looking for Allen wrench sets because they're trying to put things together. Uh, the loose ones are in the cabinet down below, just give him one and tell him to keep it, you know? So it's kind of funny, like, you know, he called it before we even got there and I'm sure that's something they've run into for years, you know? But, uh, yeah, that's, that's one thing. And then two, like going back to arrow building, um, you know, we have the original arrow spinner. So, you know, a lot of shops use these where, you know, you get a shaft and, you know, of that shaft will be straight, but you will have a little curved off portion of it sometimes. So with our arrow spinners, you spin the arrow shaft in it to see how balanced it is and see how good the shaft or how straight the shaft is. And then if you have a a section of it, that's out of whack, you can cut that off um, and know where it is by spinning it in our arrow spinners. That's another, um, hot item that uh we sell quite a bit of um because guys you know are building their own arrows and not only that but the shops are carrying them um and spinning their their stuff as they're building arrows for their customers and it shows that they're going the extra mile to make sure they got some nice straight arrows going out the door
2: right and for i mean anybody in archery that's huge yeah oh yeah like a crooked arrow
3: yeah yeah (laughs) It's I, I could throw some jokes out there, but I, yeah, we'll leave that. We'll leave, we'll leave that be, <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, that arrow checker, a huge thing. Um, I'm just trying to think what else we talked about the quick stand bow stands, you know, all the, all the dampening stuff uh, for, for your bows. We make stabilizers as well. Um, split limb dampeners uh hunting yeah we cover oh target pins we make some pretty pretty badass target pins for uh like hay bales and paper targets and stuff um our our target pins are actually used at the uh lancaster archery classic every year for all the targets that's what holds the the targets in and those things are pretty dangerous man like we have to put a protection tip over the end of those because they're so sharp and those are molded right (laughs) in the factory like those could be dangerous i'm just saying but uh (laughs) but um yeah a lot of a lot of the bigger like um target shoots and things like that they use our actual target pins for that which is kind of cool
2: those are kind of cool looking at them like it's got like a nice finger hole like those are kind of cool
3: yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's efficient, you know. Whereas a lot of the the ones that are used out there are like little metal, like just chintzy pins, you know. Where ours are plastic and reusable. We sell them in four packs and hundred packs. So, you know, um, a lot of uh, archery ranges and stuff will just order a hundred pack, and they're so affordable too. Like, I think it's for a four pack, it's like four ninety five or something stupid like that, you know. But You want to hold your target or paper targets, things like that. That's the pin to use for sure. Like I said, uh, you know, a lot of our products, um, I actually Lancaster Archery is uh, one of uh, our big distributors. And so they order those by like a thousand, especially come the classic time, like they get stocked up just because we sell so many or they use so many targets throughout that whole shoot. So sure. They're just stockpiled and you can go on our Instagram. I think it was back. Uh, Lancaster shoot was in end of January. I think not on our Instagram. There's a picture of it, you know, of one of the Lancaster targets being held in by our target pins, which is kind of cool. You know, that's a huge thing in the, in the archery world is, uh, you know the Lancaster archery shoot every year Lancaster classic is what it's called we sponsor that event so we always have a billboard up where where the shooters go out to shoot and stuff like that but they use uh, all of our target pins for that shoot which is cool
2: that is cool yeah and it's cool that just another thing that your injection molded too right yeah.
3: Don't have to, yeah, yeah, yeah it doesn't
2: have to be metal
3: yeah no 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 and that's the thing, right? Like, I mean, it's a little bit better for the environment. You know, that plastic can be recycled and stuff like that. So, um, there are some products we use recycled plastic for, but a lot of it is virgin plastic, but, um, you know, things like the target pins, those, uh, are, are made out of, uh, recycled plastic, you know? So oh, nice, yeah, super cool. You know, you can recycle some of that stuff and, you know versus you know the metal that's just going in a scrap pile or a junkyard or you know the trash the dump you know so um but yeah i mean it's it's super cool and i mean i didn't know a ton about injection molding before i started there but i i've gotten a pretty good education over the past few months for sure
2: you had to learn quickly
3: Yeah. yeah yeah yeah
2: so well that's yeah that's a lot i mean that's cool it's cool to actually like to hear the history of pine ridge and then to like really dig deep into their products man there's a lot of offerings there
3: yeah and a lot of people like you know a lot of people don't know how much stuff we do make an offer and they nine times out of ten they have a pine ridge product on their bow or in their arsenal they just don't know it you know what i mean it's uh just because it's like we talked about, like, you know, you go into a bow shop, you're getting your bow set up and, uh, you know, you're like, uh, I want a quarter inch peep. Uh, sure. I'll take it in blue and yeah. Put some string dampeners on there. I'll take those in blue as well. This and that blah, 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 blah. And, uh, you know, but they don't know it's necessarily coming from Pine Ridge archery. Whereas we've gotten way better about putting our name, on, on certain products where we can, you know, some of those products are so small you can't necessarily emboss your name on it, you know, whether it's molded or not. Um, but, um, yeah, it's one of those things, man. You, more than likely you have some of our products, you just don't know it. So.
2: Yeah. Real hard on like a, like a little kisser button or something like that to get like pine ridge spelled all the way out.
3: Yeah, Yeah. 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 And you know, you could, you could do, pine or pr or something like that and we try to incorporate things like that you know what i mean but uh, you, you not always can get that all on there so to speak but um yeah it's it's one of those things man what are you gonna do but uh yeah i'm like i said more than likely you got uh some pine ridge stuff on your bow you just don't know it
2: <laughs> right but which is which is good and bad it shows you that like it shows you that it's that trusted in the industry that people just go and use it. Well, like it's yeah. hard to market those smaller things. Right. So people don't even know they're using it.
3: Well, yeah, totally. And I mean, like uh, for instance, like uh, our, our speed bars or speed buttons um, is it speed? Bu- no, it's not the speed buttons. It's the, um, gosh, I forget the name. It's like a speed button. Uh, da, 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 da. I'll tell you, uh, or is the Nitro Button XL? It's one of the two. Yeah, the Nitro Button XL. So, uh, all Elite bows come stock with our Nitro Button XLs on it, which a lot of people, you know if you know pine ridge archery you would know that but um you know we make those for their bows and um, there's a there's a few other outfits like elite that we do make parts for and and get placed on their bows um stock straight out of the factory so
2: that's cool like it just shows you the amount of pride that goes into like the work and the craftsmanship where it's not just some random company offering it. Like these are like tried and true and manufacturers trust it and (coughs) competition shooters trust it. And you don't even realize it probably, but you're already trusting it yourself.
3: Yeah. Right. 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 And that's just it. Right. Like in, uh, you know, it's, um, anything we put out there, we, we field test. It's not like, Oh, we got an idea. Let's make it. And then, Oh, it's just a big, turd you know what i mean like <laughs> right. uh, we go through the whole process of like 3d printing uh where 3d printing works um you know getting uh you know uh, smaller molds made up where we can inject it with a similar type of plastic or things like that and actually take it out in the field um test it out make sure it's gonna work and uh all those good things before we actually turn around and send it to market you know what i mean so Um, like that rail mount you know that that rail mount piece was 3d printed those photos that you see online is actually the 3d printed version the plastic molded version will be 100 percent exactly the same the same CAD drawing that was made to make that 3d printed version is the same CAD drawing that's used to make the mold so there will be no difference there but you know to make a mold isn't cheap. So you got a 3d print or things like that. And, you know, we, we have a bunch of ways to do prototyping and things like that. So we can take it out into the real world, test it, make sure it's going to work before we turn around and say, here you go, everybody, you should buy this. You know what I mean? So, and that's the thing, right? Like, you know, that there's been some thought, a lot of energy and, a lot of use going behind those things before it turns around before it even gets to market. Whereas, you know, there's other companies out there and I'm not just speaking just in the archery world or fishing world or whatever, but in the world in general, a lot of people don't take that extra step to actually field test their stuff before it gets released to market. And it ends up being a a turd and then people are pissed off because they spent money on, you know, they're hard earned money on, you know, a product that actually failed them. So, and we don't ever want that situation. So that's why we go through the extent of testing and things that we do, um, to ensure that, um, you know, it's, it's going to, if it meets our standards, it's going to meet your standards because we're picky. (laughs) I'll say that much, you know,
2: Picky's a good thing. Picky's yeah. a good thing when it comes to anything. Like, yeah. Picky oh, means quality. I mean, that's just quality control.
3: Right, right. Well, and for instance, right, since 1997, obviously we've done something right to get this right. far, right? Dubro fishing started in 1982. Obviously, we've done something right this far. And Dubro products in the hobby world start in 1952, I think it is. I'll look that up real quick. But you know, obviously we've done something right thus far to to make it this long, and you know, employ as many people as we do. And um, you know, we uh, nineteen fifty nine. I thought it was fifty two for some reason, but nineteen fifty nine is when we started. And you know, we have a huge, uh, what it? forty thousand square foot facility that uh, everything's made in and run out of um so you know like i said man american made american jobs uh american products and uh you know america <laughs>
2: <laughs> well i i mean i'll link all your, all this in the show description for everyone make it super easy for you to find um you want to call out the websites quick, Brian, I'm sure, you know, I'm off the top of your head for those that are driving right now that are going to listen to this rather than look at a description.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Pine Ridge Archery is just Pine Ridge Archery.com. Um, Dubro fishing is Dubro fishing.com. And in the, the airplane world it's com. D U B R O, um, is Dubro. Um, but, uh, I'll throw it out there, uh, because I'm the marketing guy and I get to do cool stuff like this. Uh, I'll throw a promo code, uh, anybody that's listening, uh, if you want to pick up any Pine Ridge stuff, uh, use promo code PNF20 and that's all caps PNF20 and that'll save you 20% off. Um, so yeah, there you go, man. See, save, save awesome. folks, few, few percentage points, you know, but, uh, yeah, man. Uh it's cool. We're always coming out with new stuff. Um, I know most hunters are fishermen, so all I can say is come i cast, uh just be watching Dubrow Fishing. There you go. But I'll uh to,
2: I'll have to keep an eye out for it. That's for yeah.
3: sure. Yeah, in uh Pine Ridge Archery, sign up for our email list. Um, we're um always sending out deals and stuff like that, uh, sales stuff like that that's that's all my doing my realm so um sign up for our email list i'm always uh sending out you know different promos and stuff like that like it'll be over by the time this airs but um you know like for instance this week it was buy a hundred pack of nitro veins and you got a free hat so you know cool stuff like that you know so um sign up for that or watch our socials as well um we're Pine Ridge Archer on uh, Instagram, uh, Dubro Fishing on Instagram, and uh, we're on Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff as well. So,
2: I'll make sure all I'll make sure all that gets linked real nice in the description. Make it easy for everybody. Go and go on Instagram. Give them a follow. Keep up to keep up to date with everything new that comes out.
3: Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. That. Yeah. We're, we try to release some new products every year. You know what I mean? So, like I said, this year was a rail mount, um, the aero pullers. And we came out with some, uh, I should say re came out with some bottle tips, uh, for our adhesives that the old guy, uh, uh, our old bottle tips, a lot of people liked. We switched the bottle tips for uh, a certain reason. Um, so we came out with the old bottle tips as replacement tips this year. So, um, you know, we're always trying to release new stuff every year, usually on the archery side, uh, all our new products get released at ATA on the fishing side, it gets released at ICAST and, uh, hobby. I'm not sure <laughs>
0: <laughs> you don't it know gets released. It hard. gets
3: released at some point. So I think it's usually in summer cause that's where a lot of like the, the bigger stuff happens. Um, if not, it's, it's actually, I, I take that back. I think it's fall because usually that's the start of build season. Everybody's building their planes during the winter time so they can fly in the summer. So, sure. um, usually that's fall time. So,
2: yeah. Awesome, man. I appreciate, I, I appreciate you jumping back on the show
3: yeah no man i appreciate you allowing me to jump on talk some pine ridge pine ridge archery and uh yeah man history yeah and and that's that's the cool part right like I've, i've always been a history nerd you know what i mean so um when you actually dive in and find out like what's behind the actual company you're like holy crap that's cool you know so um and especially knowing like where your products are made, who's making them, things like that. It's just, it's not just a bunch of corporate investors trying to make a buck. You know, it's, it's actual hunters and fishermen and, you know, model guys and gals, you know, that are passionate about those things that are actually developing these products and, and using them and things like that. That's cool. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy
2: thanks for coming on brian i appreciate it appreciate the, the discount code for everyone out there i hope you take advantage of it yeah man At least, i mean for all those arts we got like grab an puller. yeah like, get something get cool just get something fun
3: yeah our pullers are 14 bucks 14.95 i think
2: all right so i mean but shipping and handling all that's covered with 20 percent off and maybe a little bit more depending on where you yeah. live i mean if you live in alaska probably not like but I mean, no, mean
3: shipping on that would be dirt cheap <laughs> dirt cheap i mean yeah alaska might be a little bit yeah. more but uh, but that's the thing right like we ship that's one thing we ship uh all our hobby products archery products and fishing products worldwide like we nice. have you know outfits across the world that carry our stuff like our fishing stuff is big in australia new zealand you know, Florida, Chile, Mexico, like all those big saltwater things. We make a lot of freshwater stuff, um, archery stuff. We ship that up to Canada, New Zealand, again, um, over, um, in Europe, bunch of countries in Europe, things like that. And our, our, it's crazy, dude, the amount of people in the hobby world, like I wasn't expecting it, (laughs) but like, seriously, dude, there are people, all over the world that are huge into these model airplanes and i never realized it and like you look at some of the shipping stuff on on our like we have an international shipper that ships all or international distributor that ships and distributes all our stuff but like we'll get tagged in photos from you know hobby shops around the world and it's crazy to see like where our products are going you know and how cool is that right like oh yeah I see it made in the room back here, but yet it's showing up on a shelf in like, you know, Argentina or, you know, uh, Russia or, you know, wherever, you know, it's crazy. But yeah, buddy,
2: that's cool. Like, yeah, that's, that's cool.
3: Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Anytime.
2: To everyone out there, all my listeners, thanks again for tuning in. And until next time, keep chasing that experience.
3: Yeah, buddy.